This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and the number is 800 922 6680, all right? That is uh, 800-922-6680. I, I had no idea about the uh, see-through pants and baseball thing. I, I, I hope this year I'm able to actually pay attention to baseball. Uh, last year, I just so bloody busy, I didn't have a chance to watch baseball or listen to baseball, which is what I love to do in the summertime because, you know, the boys of summer, I grew up listening to Jack Buck and Harry Carey and... Uh, Oh, let's see, Marty Brenneman in St. Louis or in uh, in Cincinnati and uh, and all of that. Um, but apparently, there are some uh, what they do some see through pants here. We got some new pants that they're wearing. What are they? Are they trying to push uh, hot dog sales? Joke <laughs> there. Uh, <clears throat> uh, especially in San Francisco. So Major League Baseball. That's what's good. You know, uh, Major League Baseball suffering in San Francisco. Maybe see-through pants is the way to do it. Because, you know, I mean, they love baseball out there is what I'm trying to say. What are you thinking? What the hell are you thinking? Knock it off. Anyway, um, so Major League Baseball players have been faced with an unusual problem ahead of uh, the new season, a malfunctioning wardrobe. Players and fans have already voiced their concerns about the new jerseys being worn this season. And on Thursday, as spring training goes, uh, un- gets underway, uh, they, they are concerned about the pants. Because, you know, you might see your bat and balls if you don't, you know, you usually keep those in the dugout. You don't want them out there everywhere. You'd be tripping over and everything. A lot of rhetoric is, uh, is the confirmation that the pants are see-through. According to ESPN, it's been an ongoing uh, conversation where each day has yielded something new that doesn't seem to make as much sense as you'd like to. What's the deal? Didn't anybody catch this, this, and uh, R&D? Seriously. Uh, jerseys of the new uniforms, which were designed by Nike, manufactured by Fantastic, stop it, have already drawn criticism from fans for looking cheap, feeling flimsy. <laughs> you might want to be careful when you're sliding into third. <laughs> might have a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> and having an unattractive design. A Baltimore Orioles player, meanwhile, compared the jerseys to a knockoff from TJ Maxx. <laughs> from TJ Maxx. That's where I buy my clothes. What the hell? Uh, I'll have to be careful about my pants, I guess, from now on. So, uh, so the jerseys... Um were designed... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's disappointing that we've landed in a place where the uniforms are a topic of discussion. So Nike said that it worked with more than 300 players to design a jersey that was more breathable, lightweight, and stretchy. Well, of course it is. In a press release, um, uh, the, com- the company is set to respond to an early request for comment, blah, 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 blah. So there you go. I guess uh, opening day is uh, it takes on a new meaning, doesn't it? Their opening day. Well, what kind of opening are you going to see? That's what I, I wonder about. You know, I think we need to talk about Fawny Willis because I have some fantastic news on the Fawny Willis front. It is, it is so beautiful. She is so going down. And I'm not talking about her relationship. I mean, I'm talking about her case. This is Jim Gossett. Fanny Willis is a crook. Does Nathan have see-through pants? All the money that she took. I don't know. He doesn't keep them on long enough. 
hired a boyfriend, he was unqualified, then lied about it when she testified. Seven hundred grand he made. That's a lot of money. Not enough. Fanny made sure he got paid. I mean, you see what she looks like and how she talks. My God, not no enough. experience, but still got hired. They should be disbarred as well as fired. Oh, Fanny, you paid Nathan Wade. He's your lover. <laughs> they should put you away. Oh, Fanny. And you gave them a job just for cover. They should jail you today, oh Fanny. Would you talk about your <laughs> Oh Fanny? You use federal funds for your pleasure. Pleasure. And you won't get away, oh Fanny. Wow. Your conviction. This is just, is just so beautiful. This is just so beautiful. Um, Nathan Wade visited Fanny, Fanny, whatever the hell, uh, Georgia neighborhood 35 times and stayed overnight. Must have had a sleepover wearing uh, you know, transparent pants. Anyway, stayed over before she was hired, or uh, he hired him as a special, special prosecutor. Yeah. Fawny Willis and her special prosecutor lover, uh, Nathan Wade, appeared to uh, be having late-night trysts at her apartment well before they both claimed their romantic relationship started, according to bombshell phone records just filed into the court. Yeah, the cell phone data reveals Wade visited the exact area. He hit the spot, in other words, where Fulton County District Attorney was renting a condo, and God, I hope she used one, at least 35 times before their admitted affair. One of them before she appointed him to prosecute former President Donald Trump in her election uh, fraud case in, uh, in Georgia. I uh, rumors also have it that they got to the point where he got his own drawer in the bathroom. That's very common when you uh, you know spend a lot of nights at somebody's house. Uh, th- I, this happened to me with my wife. I got my own drawer at her place for a while, and then I got roped into this marriage thing. Anyway, <clears throat> that said, uh, Willis admitted in a special hearing last week that her ex-lover visited her at the apartment in Atlanta's Hapeville neighborhood, but appeared to shrug off the question and did not specify uh, when or how many times. Visits, by the way, not how many times like overnight, because <laughs> I don't really care. I'm sure it was substantial. AT&T records were gleaned from a number of uh, times Wade's phone pinged pinged uh, specific cell phone towers in Willis's immediate area, revealed a, quote, sheer volume of data. <laughs> According to investigator Charles Middlestat, in his report filed to Fulton County Superior Court, she toast. They, she's, this is why she was going nuts last week or the week before on the stand, and he was, you know, ruining everything, and she barged in because he was, I mean, destroying her. And then she ended up looking like a complete moron. This is what happens when you hire idiots who have no uh, no uh, uh, moral, uh, I don't know, basis at all or any morality whatsoever, like Letitia James and like uh, Kim Fox and uh, like Corey Bush, although she wasn't hired, she was elected. Or, you know, I can go on and on. Uh, Marilyn Mosby, you know, yeah, it's, just, it's uh, what it is. They're uh, Soros-funded uh, Alvin Bragg, again, yeah, morons, uh, probably shouldn't have law degrees, but they have such low moral standing, and you can dangle some federal money in front of them. They're like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't care if we don't have an ambulance. I'll figure something out. I'll do it. 
Anyway, uh, uh, the, he said that there was so much that he focused on two specific dates which revealed Wade was in the direct vicinity of Willis' apartment on one occasion, September 2021, before he uh, appointed until, uh, before he was appointed until 328 in the morning. Ooh. He went home and then texted her at 402 a.m. You know what they call that? They call that the walk of shame. The, 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 the trip home, the walk of shame. <laughs> Although maybe he didn't walk. He might have Ubered. And then uh, she paid him for it, I suppose. <laughs> paid him cash. <laughs> this is so funny. This makes me laugh. Two months later, in November 2021, he called uh, Willis at 11.32 p.m. Uh, they call that a, a booty call, is what that is, in case you wanted to know. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you... And then he arrived at the area at 12.43. A little takeout action is what it was. So 11.32 gets the call, arrives at the location, the spot if you will and then stayed there until 455 when he took the the walk of home or the walk of shame home i mean i'm just speculating uh, the apartment was rented from willis former close friend robin brian yady or yurdy uh, who said yeah oh yeah they were doing the bow chicka bow well before uh, he was hired. That's uh, pretty interesting. And, you know, you got this uh, Corey Bush in St. Louis. She, uh, her, her now husband was a boyfriend, and she decided to invest a million dollars or $700,000 in personal security, and he became her bodyguard and all that. It's kind of a, 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 little, a, a little fact pattern going on here, isn't it? A little, a little fact pattern going on here. Um, I want to mention this here real quick. Uh, the uh, judge in Trump's New York City fraud case uh, denies... Oddly enough, denies the, the bid to uh, pause the $354 million judgment. The judge who ordered Formanet uh, Ingeron uh, wants the $354 million in fines plus interest in a civil fraud case before he can appeal the case. It is a uh, Stalinistic, uh, it's a joke, and it, res- it should result in, uh, in uh, Letitia James and, uh, and uh, Ingeron uh, being removed. And, and also uh, a, the, the uh, DEA. Uh, as reported by CBS Judge Arthur Ingeron of New York State Supreme Court, made his decision known in an email directed to the ex-president's legal team and the New York uh, Attorney General's office. Uh, you have sp- failed to explain, much less justify, any basis for a stay, Ingeron wrote in comments addressed to Trump attorney Clifford Robert. I am confident that the appellate division will protect your appellate rights. Yeah, so there's that. You know, we got a little montage this morning. And, and how would you feel? If this was the AG going after you, all right, this is the AG going after you. Do you feel like the charges against you would be fair or purely political? This is a montage of not only her statements about the Trump case, but also political style rallies where she showed her absolute bias against Donald Trump. He's called me venomous. We will fight back to your attempt to bring Trumpism to New York City. Huh. He's called me disgraceful. It's because you are. Stop the Supreme Court seat. This sounds like somebody who just cares about justice, is just a lawyer because she cares about fairness. Called him the illegitimate president. That doesn't sound unbiased, does it? Supreme Court. He's called me radical. Listen. Yes. We know he's crazy. Yes. We know he doesn't have a sound mind. 
How about if your judge was saying that? How about if your judge, as you sat in the courtroom, was saying that? Well, that's exactly what Ingeron did. He, he has her talking points. He is down with her. Anybody who would side with her clearly is a hanging judge. We know he's out of control. We know he's losing it. We know his days are numbered and we will come together. Now, his days are numbered. That's almost like uh, convicting him before the, uh, the trial, right? He's called me a racist. We've got to stand up to an, an administration which is too male, too pale, and too stale. Yeah, she's going to she's going to go down, guys. Eventually she's going to have to uh be disbarred if not uh investigated and imprisoned. And she can do her little dance and be happy and all this and act like she's all that, but it's going to hit her in the head. It's going to come back and bite her in the rear end. It always does with despots. It always does. Real estate investor uh, Grant Cardone, he uh, he's in charge of billions of dollars uh, investing in properties around the country, and he's saying that he and his friends are bugging the hell out of New York City. Until this uh, thing is overruled, and I believe it will be, nobody, nobody in commercial real estate investing big money. We were going to take, we were going to put a billion dollars in New York City wow. this year. We were going to put a billion dollars in Chicago. And maybe another billion in, in in Los Angeles, and we won't touch any of them now. There you go, and uh, and this is good because I said, uh, you know, we can we can uh, fix this country without a civil war. Because um, uh, if the country were indeed divided, uh, dim states, Republican states, left, right wing, uh, the the nation would not stay divided long because the left would be streaming over our borders to come back in. So quickly. And by the way, we're already seeing a departure from these states. So these states have no standing, no power. People are leaving them, streaming out of them. And, and they, they would never uh, even attempt to separate from the United States because they don't have the, uh, the wherewithal fiscally, militarily, whatever. So just end that conversation altogether. What is happening is the states are doing a face plant because they're being shown that they are uh, unviable economically and now politically. And they have shown themselves to be very much more like Venezuela than the United States of America. And they'll get their comeuppets. They will. Now, I want to get to uh, the, uh, the media and, and how you saying no is killing off the left. It's working. All right? A very, well, used to be popular late night host. One of the big ones is considering retirement because his ratings are gone. In fact, the network may not even renew his contract. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. The Rob Carson Show podcast is everywhere. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen for details. It is a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. The number is uh, 800-922-6680. My computer's being a little bit weird, but I'm told we have uh, Chuck on the line who wants to talk. Chuck, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hey, Rob. How you doing? I'm good, buddy. What's up? You were talking about the see-through pants in Major League Baseball? <laughs> yes. What's up? <laughs> Did Sean Casey on WCBM tell you the problem with that? No. There's going to be a necessary rule change because every batter that comes up already has a count of two balls. <laughs> 
right, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mr. Casey comes up with some. Yeah, that, and you know what? It's perfect because you know what? We all, uh, us men, we have to admit that most of us have the sense of humor of a 14-year-old boy. And when uh, anything like that, you know what I'm talking about. It never changes. It never yes, changes. Yes, I do. Thank you. So all right, bro. Have a good one. All right, you too. Have a good one. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Oh, did you hear the bad news? Uh, you know, I have never, uh, I've never tried to eat all I can in an all-you-can-eat buffet. Is anybody besides me, I mean, all-you-can-eat, has that ever been kind of a thing that you, uh, you wanted to do? You know, I, I figure like a restaurant that does all you can eat, the food's going to be pretty bad. I went up here, they had a, I guess it was Golden Corral. I got nothing against Golden Corral, you know, it, you know, whatever. It's just, you know, I, you know, whatever you want to eat at Golden Corral, that's cool. I'm just not the, the kind of person that needs to eat all I can eat. But apparently at Red Lobster, they've been doing this all you can eat shrimp thing. And uh, it, the surprise, surprise in a country as fat as, uh, as we are, uh, it's driving them out of business. <laughs> So they they made a significant change there. All you can eat shrimp. All you can eat shrimp. It's kind of an oxymoron. Uh, the brand announced in June that its ultimate endless shrimp offering would become a permanent option for menus of the customers. Uh, after it solidified, those who took advantage of the bottomless shrimp deal seemingly ate so much it directly affected the uh, the losses uh, of the restaurant. Third quarter results: eleven million dollars. Cheddar Bay biscuits are a lot cheaper. You can eat those till Sunday. Uh, the deal was offered first for $20 all you can eat. Are you kidding me? Are you nuts? At Red Lobster and was slowly increased to 23 and then 25 didn't help. They still lost $12.5 million. So all you can eat in America is not a good idea if you want to stay profitable. Let's go to Vilma in New Hampshire. Hello and welcome to the show. What's going on? Well, hello, Mr. Costa. New Hampshire misses you. You have to come back. <laughs> I want to come back. What's up? Okay, um, please uh, forgive me, but what I don't understand, maybe be, maybe it's my Italian ticket. I don't know. Uh, what I need? Why is it that he, that President Trump, has to pay that fine before he can appeal? I just don't get it. Is that a New York thing? What is that? No, it's a complete bastard thing. Yeah, it, oh. it's it's a judge who's a com, a complete bastard is what it is, and it, it is a complete abomination. It is uh, it is a, bringing the heavy like a mobster to do something like that. Okay. It is twisting the rules. They've never anybody in New York history has never been fined this way. Uh, nobody in New York history has ever been charged for this, and yeah. it's yeah. And you know, it is obviously political because otherwise, if this was such an egregious crime that deserved a half a billion dollar fine, then Every real estate uh, m mogul in, in New York City needs to be arrested and charged to the point of billions and trillions of dollars. Wouldn't you say, since this is such a big deal, worthy of such a big punishment? Yeah. I mean, Kevin O'Leary said the same thing. Yeah, it he is. He said, I'm not, for, I'm, I'm not for Trump. He's got nothing to do with Trump. He said it just straight up as a businessman. And he's yeah. right. He is. And, and this is going to... I just couldn't get it through my head. You know? Well, this this is why people this is why people get in uh, in uh, in makeshift boats in shark infested waters to leave Cuba.
And fortunately, we don't have to do that to leave New York. But people are going to leave New York because of it. Vilma, thank you so much, and God bless you. I love me some New Hampshire. I love Benny Media, and I'm so blessed to be a part of that chain of great radio stations so you guys can hear me up there. All right, have a great weekend, okay? Right back at you. Thank All right, you have a good one. You have a good one. Yeah, yeah, this is, it's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. We need to reject it in every way, shape, and form. There's no debate to be had with idiots like, like uh, you know, Mika and Joe on MSNBC. All we have within us is the fight uh, to, to stop this, to end this. All right, so coming up, going to get into that uh, late-night host who is on the verge of losing his job. That is on the way. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. A lot of the times we think about bettering ourselves, we think of going on a diet, exercising. What about your brain? I'm kind of tired of scrolling through TV shows, finding nothing but mind-numbing content. That's why I decided to take a course from Hillsdale College. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories of the Book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses available for free. That's right, free. I personally recommend you sign up for American citizenship and it's declined with Victor Davis Hanson. I think you know how I feel about Victor Davis Hanson. He is marvelous. In this eight-lecture course, Dr. Hanson explores the history of citizenship in the West, threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. Right now, you can go to hillsdale.edu slash newsbacks to start. Go to hillsdale.edu slash newsmax. It's free. It's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash newsmax. Hillsdale.edu slash newsmax. If you get a chance to uh, check out my TV show, it's called Rob Carson's What in the World on Newsmax. It is a political comedy show. I've been doing it for four years. It's hard to believe, but it really has evolved, and now it features, uh, well, I write it. I, I do everything except for edit it. Uh, I've got a brilliant guy named Brian Schlossberger who does it for me, and, uh, and he's wonderful. He's, he's wonderful. And, um, and I, usually, um, it, uh, I usually put about four or five days into its creation, and uh, it runs on the weekends, uh, Saturday night, Sunday night, uh, Monday morning early. That's where Donald Trump watches it. That's where he uh, discovered me, and he says I'm the funniest guy on TV. Got invited to Mar-a-Lago last year for dinner. Not too bad for a guy who was selling cars a few years ago, you know. So this weekend show is off the hook. Uh, what I do is I just uh, I write a script, um, I choose my own video clips, and then I riff. I, I improvisationally riff. And it's rapid fire, and it's funny, and a lot of people are watching it, and I hope you will too. Uh, if you want to become a Newsmax Plus member, that's one way to watch it, and also watch the archive of the shows. So go to NewsmaxPlusPLUS.com, NewsmaxPlus.com, um, and then set your DVR if you've got, like, uh, Direct TV, 349, Channel 349. I think you'll like the show. I really do. It's a good one this week. I uh, got some burgers, some Omaha Steaks burgers uh, already thawing out this morning. Because uh, it's like 70 degrees today. Uh, this winter was really hard to grill out because, you know, I don't go outside when it's nine below zero. I'm sorry. I just don't. Call me a wuss. All right? But I did. What I, what I learned is uh, you could take the Omaha Steak Burgers, put them in your air fryer at 400 for about three or four minutes, then finish on a flat top or finish on the grill. And it's 
ridiculously awesome. Today, I'm firing up the Weber, and we're going to use real charcoal because that makes it even more special. And you can get eight free Omaha Steaks burger on selects packages when you go to omahasteaks.com slash Carson. And you want to hear something else? You better sit down for this. How about the Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale going on right now? Get 50% off site-wide. Save 50% on everything. You got the, uh, the mouth-watering uh, butcher's cut filet mignon, the, gra- the pure ground burgers, the desserts, the sides, all of that. 50% off and the, and the added bonus of eight free Omaha Steaks burgers on select packages when you go to omahasteaks.com slash Carson. A lot of the times you don't taste the burger, you taste the toppings with Omaha Steaks. You're going to relish the burgers, baby. Oh, my God. I'm going to do caramelized onions, maybe. I'm going to do a couple different kinds of cheese. Not to, not to, to take over the flavor of the burger, to complement the flavor. So, again, omahasteaks.com slash Carson. Do that. Father's Day's coming up. Father's Day. Mother's Day's coming up. Mama likes steaks, too. Uh, omahasteaks.com. That's omahasteaks.com slash Carson, I should say. Omahasteaks.com. Slash Carson. Uh, big surprise. And t- TV coverage of Donald Trump is 89% negative. That's why you need to turn off the uh, letter networks. Uh, facing TV news coverage that is 89% negative, Trump is now getting hit with critical media reports on his dozens of policy victories as president from immigration to the economy that many voters recall favorably. This is from Paul Bedard, by the way, Washington Times. He's awesome. Uh, in a deep dive analysis, MRC Media Research Center said the focus of negative reports on the Trump from liberty, uh, liberal outlets, including CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN, and MSNBC, is turning from his personality and legal battles to undercutting his successes as the president. Because everybody's realizing he did a great job and Joe Biden sucks. All right, that's it. And it's not going to work. It's not going to work. During the last four weeks, nearly one-fourth, 24% of the uh, network's GOP campaign coverage has been about substantive policy issues. That's a big shift from 2023 when a mere 8.6% of the network's campaign news discussed policy issues. And much of that was about the other candidates, not Trump. So 89% of uh, of of the coverage is negative. I think it was actually worse while he was a president. ABC anchor David Muir, for example, on February the 6th framed Trump as being opposed to what he characterized as a solution to the multi-decade-long illegal immigration problem, telling viewers Republicans were under pressure from Donald Trump not to support the first bipartisan solution in years. Problem is, it was codifying the illegal border and paying for it. So David Muir, while he is kind of cute, is full of crap. I mean, duty. Uh, Earlier on January 29th, ABC's Mary Bruce had similarly cast Trump as a saboteur, claiming Republicans are exasperated that Trump is trying to derail his party's top priorities, which is all nonsense. Absolute nonsense. (coughs) Pardon me. Pardon me. This is pretty funny, and and this this is the power of saying no. All right? The power of saying no stopped that ridiculous bill with $20 billion codifying the illegality of the southern border. Your voice did that. Your voice stopped this latest $95 billion uh, slush fund from going through the House. You did it. You did it. You've also done amazing things. You shut down Bud Light. They turned their bleep around. Disney, they haven't figured it out yet, but you ain't going there anymore and you're not watching Disney+. Plus. Netflix. Netflix tried to go down that road. You said no, no, no. What happened? Dave Chappelle is back bigger and badder than ever. Woo! Yeah!
Vice Media will stop publishing on its flagship news uh, news site. Vice.com was going to lay off several hundred employees as the digital media company grapples with financial challenges. Yeah. Did you know, realize the only reason MSNBC is on the air is because uh, there's all sorts of money coming in and it ain't from advertisers to prop them up. Several hundred employees will be affected by the layoffs. Excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. Dixon uh, emphasized that Vice will intensify its presence on social media channels and pursue partnerships with established media bro- companies for broader content distribution. Well, you can distribute crap, but it doesn't mean people are going to eat it. So that's good news. They're going broke. Let me see. Where is uh, where's Don Lemon? Mm-hmm. Where's Keith Olbermann? Mm-hmm. Who's the late night host who's going to be going bye-bye most probably? I met this insufferable D-bag a, you know, a few years ago. I used to go out uh, when I worked for ABC uh, television, a- at ABC radio division when I lived in, in D.C. And it was kind of cool because we got a lot of freebos from uh, ABC, a lot of freebos from Disney, you know. And, uh, and I got to go out to see the Oscars and hang out on the red carpet and everything. You know, it is what it is. It was kind of fun. I got to meet a lot of famous people. Got to hang with Dolores Roberts from Every, Everybody Loves Raymond. She arrived at my table with a full glass of red wine. And I'm not talking about a wine glass. I'm talking about a drinking glass. We had a hell of a conversation. I tell you what, she was great. She was great. So uh, I interviewed, I interviewed uh, Jimmy Kimmel. And he was just a smart aleck, you know, he's just being a jerk. He's about my age, you know, we're Gen X kind of guys. And, and uh, you know, I, he was reasonably funny when he was on with uh, Ben Stein, win Ben Stein's money. And then he did the man show, which I thought was stupid. I mean, I'm a man, but I didn't feel like I needed to watch women jump on a trampoline and act like a complete knuckle-dragging moron. Because at the time, I was a father also, and I thought it was kind of stupid. It's like Howard Stern, really? You're a father? You're a father and you do this? Really? Okay, sure, whatever. But anyway, I had an interview with him, and it was all one-liners and stupidity, and it was nothing. And I was like, well, okay, good luck. I saw a taping of his show. I think Danica Patrick was on the show and, and all of that. So uh, uh, anyway, um, Trump took to his social media outlet to make public his regard, saying they could get a far better talented person who would get better ratings uh, for 5% of what they're paying this loser. I could beat his butt in late night. I could. Watch my TV show if you don't believe me. Trump's fair, words of farewell came after a recent interview with the Los Angeles Times saw the 56-year-old talk show host who was gearing up to host the Academy Awards for the fourth time, and it won't be funny, revealing his current uh, contract might be his last. I think this might be my final contract. I hate to even say it because everyone's laughing at me now each time I think that, and then it turns out not to be the case. I still have a little more than two years left on my contract, and that seems pretty good. That seems like enough. Last month, Kimmel fantasized about Trump dying, saying if the Supreme Court rules against Trump, Trump's presidential immunity argument, it might actually kill him, to which the network's live audience applauded enthusiastically because they have a fluffed audience. I, I know this when I was there. You, you make lots of raucous applause. You, you laugh and laugh out loud because the sign flashes you, and they fluff you before with this comedian out there, and it's all fake. Um, the ABC-owned uh, 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 comedian regularly uses his late-night platform to bash Trump and his supporters. As a result, the show has fallen precipitously in the ratings, with Kimmel himself publicly acknowledging his incessant Trump bashing has seen half of my fans, maybe more than that, flee to other alternatives. Yeah, there you go. And then uh, what was the other? John Oliver did an idiotic thing. He offered uh, a Supreme Court justice... Um, Clarence Thomas, a $2 million RV, $2 million RV, and a million dollars uh, in, you know, and it was stupid. It wasn't funny. 
You know, uh, Stephen Colbert dancing with people dressed up like syringes and, and doing a dance supporting the, the vaccine. It's not funny. It's not funny. Not funny at all. So, you know, you read what you sow. I, I grew up watching um, Johnny Carson and then, you know, obviously Leno. But uh, I use the name Carson on the radio because it's Johnny Carson. That was my, you know, my dream. That, you know, I, that Somebody asked me when I, my first gig out of college in Columbia, Missouri. They said, well, you're going to need a radio name. And I said, what's, what's wrong with my last name, Bin Laden? I don't understand it. <laughs> Just kidding. He said, I don't know. You got to come up with a radio name. I don't know. Let's do Carson. I like Johnny Carson. So there you know, you know now, right? You know now. I think you already knew. You already knew. But, uh, you know, I always dreamed of uh, hosting The Tonight Show. When I was in college, I hosted this big variety show. I bought a black leather suit. And I rocked a crowd of 2,500 people two nights, made them laugh their butts off, man. And then I got out of school, started writing for Rush Limbaugh, you know. And then I, I didn't realize until years later I had sealed my fate as far as a network is concerned. I remember when my son was 10, 14 years ago, I got a call from Mark Burnett's producer. Because Oprah Winfrey was was looking for talk show hosts and you know people like that, and I sent him my demo, and and their Mark Mark Burnett's producer, Mo Rob Carson, where have you been? Where have you been? Oh my God, I've been waiting you for my entire life, and I'm like, oh my God, she loves me, she loves me. Oh my God, I'm gonna, I got my break, I got my break. Oh my God, oh my God. Then they vetted me and found out I wrote for Rush Limbaugh, and done, 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 done. Same thing happened when I was in Minneapolis 25 years ago. Prairie Home Companion is an NPR show. And I like it. It's an old-fashioned radio program, comedy show. I, I wrote them. I said, hey, man, I would love to write for you. They laughed at me because I wrote for Rush Limbaugh. It took a man named Chris Ruddy to find me selling cars, and he asked me the same question. Where have you been? And I said, I've been in an abusive relationship with radio for 20 years. <laughs> So uh, late night could take a cue from funny like this. This is funny. This is about the, the Joe Biden's dog. Uh, his dog bit uh, Secret Service agents 24 times. And, and, and Joe Biden never did anything about it because he's an insufferable, awful person. And he's married to another insufferable, awful person that, that they ignore their son's uh, love child who's a beautiful little girl now living in Arkansas, failing to acknowledge. you got a son who, who's a crack addict, who's a, who's a bag man for an in, influence-peddling scheme. And, and after his brother died, he, he slept with his widow. I mean, they're wonderful people, aren't they? Easy to make fun of, right? You would think. You would think. This is Jim Gossett. What's wrong with that doggy named Commander? Rough, rough. This doggy has taken quite a toll. Twenty-four people he has bitten. Rough, rough. This monster Joe cannot control. Cocaine dog. What's wrong with that doggy named Commander? Could be. Some say that he might be insane. Rabbit. I think a better explanation. What? Is he's high on Hunter's cocaine. Hey, where'd my bag go? They've got to do something about Commander. Pew, pew. Before he does any more harm. <laughs> but they should let Sleepy Joe down easy. 
say commander now lives on a farm. Yeah, he's, he's living on a farm is what he's doing. Here's CNN's coverage. Hey, we got back hundreds of documents detailing the nature of the bites over a full year. And there were at least 24 specific... What kind of family allows a dog to viciously attack people 24 times and keeps the damn dog? I'm honestly ask you the question. What kind of complete bleeps do this? Well, the Bidens, of course. Incidents with the Secret Service. And I want to read you this email from an unnamed assistant, assistant special agent in charge to his team on the Presidential Protective Division. Now, these are the agents that most closely protect the president and his family. He says, the recent dog bites have challenged us to adjust our operational tactics when commander is present. Please give lots of room. Wow. He added that agents must be creative to ensure our own personal safety. Wow. So, Betsy, did the White House send commander to live with family immediately after this? Well, no, Jake. I mean, Commander actually remained at the White House for more than three months after this email was sent, and there were multiple incidents in that time. And exactly one month after that email, an agent working at the Biden's Rehoboth Beach, Delaware home was bit in the backyard as he walked to his post. And a report we got from that incident said that it caused a severe, deep, open wound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I said yesterday, only Joe Biden could make dogs suck. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Next hour, uh, Mary Walter is going to be joining us. She is a uh, nationally syndicated radio program, uh, host. She fills in for my show. She's awesome. I love me some Mary Walter. She's fantastic. So she's live at CPAC in uh, in Washington, D.C., so we will uh, talk to her and see what's going on. I think you're going to find it very lightning. A lot of things happening at CPAC that are very positive. And positivity is a big thing. Because the left offers you nothing. The Democrat National Convention is going to be, uh, it's going to make um, 1968 look like a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party. Because for some reason, the Democrat Party has decided to completely, transparently abandon black people. And literally subject them to, uh, to punishment to some degree. By flooding their cities with illegals and then loading the illegals up with all sorts of gift cards and free hotel stays and everything while people are suffering. It is ridiculous. Donald Trump was speaking at the uh, uh, big Christian Broadcasters Association meeting in uh, Nashville. Uh, former President Trump uh, promised to use a second term in the White House to defend Christian values. He even suggested he'd shield the faith central iconography, warning a convention of religious broadcasters on Thursday night that he left uh, the left wants to tear down crosses. And they did. In, in, in my home state of Iowa, in the uh, Capitol Rotunda, they had a shrine to Satan this year. There was another uh, uh, state uh, uh, legislature. They opened with a pray, prayer by a Satanist. Okay? Uh, it is obvious. You, you, Rob Reiner's got a not-watched-at-all documentary about Christian fundamentalism. You know why they're doing this? Because A, they're atheists. B, they have no moral grounding in anything other than whatever. And they fear us. This is MSNBC talking about uh, where our rights come from. In our Constitution, it says that our rights come from God. Because if rights come from man, then man decides what your rights are. Do you get it? But listen to this. This is really, really remarkable. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, mm -hmm. is that they... How are they really different? They're still guided by the same principles. I guess you're just afraid of the ones that vote. believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings... Okay, let me back that up a little. Hear this again. Way 
because Christian nationalists is very different, mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. Yeah. Do, do you understand why that's important? Because depending on who's in power, they will grant you the rights they decide to grant you. If you say they come from God, they're unalienable. Unalienable. Do you understand that? That's what it means. Different mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The wow. And if you watch a network that is down with that, you're watching the wrong network. Dear God, are you kidding me? Seriously. If... if rights come from man, then any man can decide what your right is. And if you don't have a right to speak, and if you don't have a right to whatever, or, or freely associate, and a man decides that, are you kidding me? Depending on who's in power, you're scrod. We've had uh, madness in America's cities that have caused the closures of uh, pharmacies around the country. Uh, I can go on and on, but maybe you need to get that emergency medical kit. I was looking through mine this morning. I got it right here, the things that I got from the wellness company, the wellness company created by Dr. Peter McCullough, who was uh, censored by the federal government, and he said, you know what, let's not have this happen again. I'm looking, I got my ivermectin here in case of COVID, uh, where the government said you couldn't take that, you know, even though it worked everywhere else. Amoxicillin right here, that is an antibiotic that's very hard to find right in my Z-Pack right here in my medical kit. Do you have this? You might want to do it, uh, because, you know, you never know what's going to happen at this point. All you got to do is go to twc.health slash Carson, twc.health slash Carson. You're going to get 10% off this medical kit that you will need. If you have jumper cables in your car, if you have extra potable water, if you have a little extra food in case something happens, if you have a generator, why haven't you done an emergency medical kit? You need to. TWC.health slash Carson. Do that today. Do it today. Get it going. Get it out of the way before the new year. TWC.health slash Carson. Let's take a break and come back, my friends. This is The Rob Carson Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Rob Carson Show. This is the Rob Carson Show. The number is... Uh, 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. If you'd like to uh, chime in on the show, you want to talk about something, you just want to shoot the beep, you know, whatever, I don't care. Uh, call me. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Mary Walter is going to be joining us from uh, CPAC, and that'll be happening at the bottom of the hour. I'd love to go to CPAC. Eventually, I will go to CPAC. I will be there. It is written. It is done. I shall be there eventually. Uh, preferably when I'm a keynote speaker. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've had the chance to be a keynote speaker a couple of times, and it's been a lot of fun. It's not your usual conservative speech that I give. For instance, when I was in, uh, I was in Pennsylvania, I did a big speech with uh, Doug Mastriano, who's a state senator there and a great guy and should be the governor. Doug Mastriano, everybody. And I was at this big church, and it was a, it was a conservative meeting in Pennsylvania, and, and I was chosen as the keynote speaker, uh, not because anybody canceled. I know, it's a surprise, right? 
So I, I, uh, my clothes got left in the uh, in the airport. Right, they they were they were lost, and so I had to go out the next morning before the speech. <laughs> and buy new clothes, right? And I had a new suit and everything, you know? So I ended up going to Kohl's and buying a an outfit that was like a nice, you know, pants and a, a, a vest and a shirt, you know, and I did that. And then I got another special uh, outfit that was a pair of gym shorts, uh, a hoodie. And the reason being is because of John Fetterman. And uh, I was going to wear that during the day and then for the keynote wear the other clothes, but I decided for the keynote I'll just dress like John Fetterman. And so I came out on stage wearing, you know, with hoodies and high-top shoes and uh, shorts. And, <laughs> and, I, and I opened up. I said, I said uh, well, I, I, I heard, you know, you've got a, a senator from Pennsylvania, and I, I just thought that this was a thing. So I did the entire keynote speech dressed like, you know, you do on a Saturday morning. And, and it, was, it was really funny. It was really, really good. So there you go. Uh, Fox commentator Raymond Arroyo. Sparks fury by claiming Trump's gold high tops will help him win the black vote because, quote, they love sneakers. I like, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not, uh, Raymond Arroyo's okay. You know, uh, he's all right. Uh, he's the Laura Ingram's buddy, and, and that's cool and all that. You know, and he kind of does the pop culture stuff and all that. But I'm going to defend him here because this is so stupid. Uh, he said during a panel over the weekend that uh, Trump's gold MAGA high tops, which I wanted to buy, I was going to buy them. I, I literally, I like, I never have any money, right? I, I'm, I've, I've been poor for so long, and, and I like have a little bit where you know we paid off our bills and stuff and all that. And I'm like, okay, you know, I might just buy a pair of these shoes. And they were $399, which I've never paid for a, sh- a pair of shoes in my life, ever, 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 ever. The most expensive pair of shoes I've ever owned is a pair of Doc Martens. They were $125. And that was like 1994. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, you know, so these speak, these uh, these sneakers right here, and so Raymond Arroyo, um, he he basically said that uh, Trump understands culture like no politician I've ever seen, indicating that the loud shoes, which were retailing about 400 bucks prior to getting sold out, get to the heart of black culture. Uh, and he said, uh, so when you have Trump roll out sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. Arroyo's comments were targeted online as many keyboard warriors labeled him as a racist who was uh, playing into destructive stereotypes. And here's the here's one of the uh, the ex users. Basically, he's saying all blacks are the same, and they love cheap, tacky sneakers. Call me crazy, but I think most humans of color would rather have a pair of Jordans. Well, you just proved your point. The, the, so basically, you're saying it's cool if black people want a pair of Air Jordans, but not a pair of these basketball shoes. Have you ever seen an episode of Cribs? It's an MTV show that used to be on. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of black celebrities, particularly men, uh, have collections, massive collections of, uh, of uh, uh, basketball shoes. Basketball, they're just basketball shoes. They're not high tops. They're not, they're not cross trainers. They're, they're basketball shoes. And I wish I had my first pair of Adidas and all that still in the box because they'd be worth a fortune. But um, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility um, that one of the largest markets for collectible basketball shoes happens to be black guys. Am I a racist for saying that? Does that make me a racist? Or maybe it's just appealing to a demo, right? You know, with with the NBA culture, I mean, there is a, a good deal of hero worship involved. 
When Kobe died, remember that? I mean, my son called me. My God, did you see what happened? It's cross-cultural. But to say something like this isn't, isn't racist. Dear God, lighten the hell up. I remember like in 1992, there was a thing called Ebonics. And uh, they were going to start teaching Ebonics in school, which is the way that uh, black people talk, right? And you, you know, black people talk different than average white people. Uh, uh, hillbillies talk different than ha- average white people, you know. There are people like, I'm from the Midwest, so I have no accent. And if I want to be a hillbilly, I kind of talk like this, man. There's a stereotype, but it's also kind of true, you know. And I remember people saying, literally saying, listen, literally saying, Black people don't talk different than white people. What are you talking about? (laughs) I said, oh, you're so stupid. Of course they do. Why would you take away? Why would you take away a part of black culture, which is language, uh, which is, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, um, just patterns of speech, depending on what part of the country you live in, colloquialisms and whatnot. Sure, black people, by and large, talk different than white people. You remember airplane? Uh, I'll handle this, officer. I speak jive. Come on. It's just so stupid. It's just so stupid. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. You, uh, you may recall this story. Uh, H- Tiffany Hinyard is the uh, mayor of a small town in Illinois, and she is corrupt as hell. This is the south side of Chicago, baddest part of town, and, uh, and she is kind of like a miniature version of Corey Chase or Fonnie Willis. And uh, she got to be the mayor, and she's put up, literally, she's like Idi Amin in the height of uh, his corruption in Uganda. She's uh, uh, getting the police to harass people. If she doesn't get uh, a donation to her charity, her charity... Then, then she will go after them, take their business license away. She puts posters up every. She dressed like a character from New Jack City for a city council meeting. Brought in a DJ to play. Be better, have my money. All right. So she's like a black version of a really white trash person. All right. Just you know, like, I mean, really, honest. And you, come on, please. Here is a little bit of the story from WGN about this. Uh, <laughs> This mayor, Tiffany Henyard, considers herself something of a crusader, but one who's clearly annoyed by questions from a rebellious group of Dalton trustees who are in a standoff with her over Dalton, spending. Dalton, Illinois. At the end of the day, vendors are not being paid. Board approved it. The vendors are not being paid. Now, if you hear that guy's voice right there, what do you suppose what nationality is he? Is he a, a, a Hasidic Jew? Do you suppose? Uh, is he from uh, New Orleans? Do you suppose? How about you be a good leader, bring our peace to the forefront? Oh, no, that, that person right there is totally Irish. I mean, maybe even bordering on German. Uh, I don't know. Well, not just us, but the residents and everybody else in America know how the money is being spent. WGN Investigates has cataloged tens of thousands of taxpayer dollars spent on trips, meals, and more by Tiffany Henyard and her ally. I wonder if she went with her boyfriend like Fonnie Willis did. It's in Dalton and on the Thornton Township Board, where she's the supervisor. <laughs> supervisor. Township credit card records show Henyard and other officials spent more than $67,000 on trips to... You should have paid cash like Fanny. Portland, Austin, Atlanta, and New York City. Many of the flights were first class. Wow. So were the accommodations Ooh. in Atlanta. Henyard and her team stayed at the Four Seasons Hotel, costing taxpayers more than $9,000. Wow. In New York, the bill came to $13,000. Henyard has refused That's to... That's almost as much as an illegal alien, uh, the money they get for a month's stay in a hotel in New York. Explain the specific purpose of the trips or why they travel in such style. But-
but she appeared to refer to our reporting at Monday's Dalton meeting. But everything we do, we do for the people. But we under attack. We getting scrutinized in the media. Oh, yeah, she's totally Swedish. You can hear that. I mean, duh. Come on. <laughs> Go to an Ikea. You'll find out. Uh, here's a little bit more. Oh, this is uh, Tiffany uh, Henyard going off. Henyard calls her critics grandstanders who should get in line. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all. Y'all black. Y'all are black. No, I'm thinking finish now. I'm thinking finish. Sitting up here beating and attacking. Because she is. On a black woman that's in power. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Dalton's difficulties got worse in recent weeks with water main breaks. Henyard blames on trustee budget cuts. And uh, racism. Then four people <laughs> were shot and injured last week, leaving nerves frayed and Henyard's opponents pointing out her sizable security detail. Just like Corey Bush in St. Louis. It's unfortunate that politics are being played, but what has happened is a million dollars out of my budget has been cut because of politics. Yeah, that is the uh, chief of police there in uh, Dalton because she has her own big old uh, uh, her big old uh, entourage, and she drives around a big Escalade and all this. And and uh, the police, she's literally ordered the police to shoot at uh, homes of people or threaten them if they don't support her. I mean, if you're going to go big, if you're going to go, go big. She has gone big, 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 big into the corruption thing. Here she is. Listen, listen to her being questioned by a reporter about a trip to Vegas. This is stop what you're doing for a second. OK, because this is just beautiful. I don't do anything as it relates to with credit cards. As you heard me speak today in my board meeting about I do not handle that. Some of those charges are for you, though. No, sir. You didn't go to Las Vegas. Mm. What is that? No. She almost sounded like Nathan Wade when they asked about the cabin. Have you ever been to a cabin? Nothing. Uh, you don't know if you were in Las Vegas? Of course I do. Did you fly first class to Las Vegas? Any other questions? You're not going to answer how taxpayer dollars are being spent? That seems I just, odd. I just answered it. What do you I just answered it. What are you talking about? No, you didn't. I just answered your question. You said you wouldn't answer about Las Vegas. I did answer your question by not answering. Don't you get it? You asked me a question. and I. Was... You asked me a question. Again, back to the finish. I can't dance together at this time and this moment. This is going to be Black History Month, right? It's going to be Black History Month. Now, I'll say Martin Luther King had a dream. But guess what? I am the dream. I am the dream. Martin Luther King had a dream. No, no, sunshine. You're the nightmare. Y'all forget I am the leader. They want to hear from the mayor. If y'all ain't learned that yet. Black History Month. Of course I'm going to give away a million dollars to help you pay your mortgage and your rent. Of course I am. The mayor, not the trustees that don't do nothing, that only run their mouth. We getting scrutinized in the media. For what? Loving on the people? Showing them that they... Loving on the people. She was loving on the people when she went to, to Vegas for the love of the people. Out of to us, we going through the fires for y'all. Yeah, she's going through the fires. The fires on that uh, brunch buffet in Vegas on Sunday morning. History Month. As the first African-American female mayor of Dalton, of course I'm misunderstood. <laughs> y'all should be ashamed of y'all. Y'all black. Y'all are black. And y'all sitting up here beating and attacking on a black woman that's in power. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all Man, I'm glad the word y'all wasn't uh, a drinking game because you'd be dead by now. You know, when, when people like this are put in power, all it does is uh, cast a pall on others. 
And uh, when you, when, you know, like, like her, uh, clearly not an intelligent human being, clearly somebody who is, uh, you know, morally just reprehensible. It, it's just an embarrassment. It really, it really, really is. And I, and I'm, I know she's going to get what for. Uh, it's going to ultimately bring her down. Uh, let's take a break and come back. We've got much more, including some audio from uh, CPAC in a moment. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is. It is. Tiffany Henyard is in a lot of trouble. The FBI investigating her. And, of course, what did she do? What did she do? Just like Fawdy Willis. What did she do? Well, of course, she played the race card. And I think in that hand is about empty right about now. There are folks in this world like Al Sharpton. Jim Gossett. Who make everything about race. As Al Sharpton. Who get a pass from the media. Everybody gets it. Criticism we never face. They're trying to divide us, but they won't. I have been a race baiter. It's made me a lot of dope. As well as an Israel hater. Oh, big time. I'm just like old Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. That's why I don't have any viewers. That's why my ratings are low. But they know that I'll cry racism. You bet. If they cancel my TV show. Same goes with Joy Reid. Her show's terrible. Everyone is racist. <laughs> Everyone I hate. Every time I say it, the Dems get quite irate. Yes, they do. Everyone is racist. You and you. Everyone but me. Of course. You will hear me say it on MSNBC. And for those of you who don't know, that song I came up with yesterday, uh, it's from Monty Python's uh, Meaning of Life. And the uh, song is Every Sperm is Sacred. Thought you should know. Yeah, that's how my brain works. Let's go to Eileen in Santa Cruz. Hello there, Eileen. Welcome to the show. What's going on today? Good morning, Rob. Well, you were talking about the gold tennis shoes, and um, I was wondering, why do you think he limited them to a thousand shoes? I mean, he, he uh, they were sold out as soon as uh, you know they were announced. And, yes. Um, so. And you know what? They're, they're, these people are just jealous. He can't do yeah. anything right, you know, according to them. And no matter what he does, yeah. um, it's just crazy. And so, uh, if my my brother was a cop in uh, in Atlanta in a really bad, well, in Fulton County for many many years, and he learned how to speak abonics. And it's, yeah. it's a very real thing. It's like pigeon English. Especially when people are under a lot of stress, which they are when they have police involved in their business. And so it is truly like a, a completely different language. Sure. And then, and then in order to, so they're trying to say if you make an observation about anything, you are making a judgment call, which yes. is ludicrous. It's a, it's, well, there's a big difference. I mean, you're not you're not making a racial judgment about anything. You're just strictly making an observation and commenting on an observation you've made. 
Well, you, you know, it's, it, it's amazing. You could you could say anything you want about rednecks, him rednecks out there, he talk like this, and they think that's funny. But if you even hint at the way maybe a black person talks, it's suddenly racist. You know, yeah. uh, it, it's yeah. you know honestly, can we just embrace these? You know, I, I don't think ebonics needs to be caught taught in school. I don't think redneck needs to be taught in school. I think you ought to learn proper English. You ought to be able to uh, you ought to be able to converse. But to uh, say that it doesn't exist or call somebody a racist because they point out a part of a culture that's obvious, you know, it's a little bit ridiculous. Exactly, exactly. And you know what I led? There was a, a, a preacher that I heard speak a couple of months ago, and he was saying, we are all human. Eight, we're different hues. Right, I, you know exactly, and I, you know, all in the human race, right? Yeah, and and I think we need to, but you know, you talk to somebody who's a Cajun, right, and they speak that kind of broken French. They do, and you, you know, hey, no, nobody, nobody calls you racist if you, you know, try to speak French. <laughs> it's just so stupid, exactly. honestly. It's just, it's just stupid. I know. And the Christ, and listen, Eileen. For years, I've been talking about uh, the left crying racism for thirty years that I've been in broadcasting. I've heard that cry, and and yeah. every year I prayed that it would fall on deaf ears because it's like crying wolf. And I think it finally has. I think it has. I really, really do. So I think that's a positive. Prager was commentating on on uh, the the man who was uh, hired just recently. He was a draft pick, a, a black man that was hired, and the there there was talk. They asked him like, "Are you know? Do you believe that you were representing? You know that you were you were uh, hired because you were a black man?" And he was he was basically like skirting the issue and and. The, the coach that hired him or the, the um, uh, team um, uh, owner yeah. was saying we didn't hire him because he was black. We hired him because he was the most qualified, you know, excellent uh, player, right? Yep, you got it. Listen, Eileen, I got to run. Thank you. Always a good call. Always good to hear from you. It's like when I suddenly talk Jewish, does this make me an anti-Semite? I mean, my mouth from God, from my, from my ears to God, you know, whatever the hell. You know what I'm talking about? Oi, Gavalt, there you go. Does that make me an anti-Semite? No, it's just some Jewish people kind of talk like that. A lot of them do, actually. You know, it's okay. It's cool. It's all right. Let's take a break and come back. Mary Walter, live from Seaback, coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. 800-922-6680. We have a special guest who's going to join us here in one second. I have to, I have to tee up this theme song. But there's something about Mary they don't know Mary. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's just something about Mary. Yes, there is. Something about Mary. <laughs> you did not expect that, did you, Mary Walter? I did not, but I love it. <laughs> well, you know, that's one of like the, the greatest uh, Gen X comedies of all time. There's something about Mary, 1998. A great, great, uh, great, great movie there. And uh, I had to bring that up because, you know, Mare, there's just something about you. So uh, <laughs> That could go either way. I'm, now, I'm not saying it. it's really good, by the way. I, there's something about her that you, know, you kind of go, huh, huh. <laughs> anyway, so you're at CPAC. Tell me what's going on. It sounds like a hell of a lot of fun this year. You know, I am at CPAC. I will say, and we always just having this conversation with someone, it is not as well attended, I think, as in past years. Really? And we were trying to figure out, yeah, it's not, they, they, they ran a special for $95 for, for, for general admission tickets. I think it's the economy, stupid, right? Well, yes, it is. Of course it is. 
Of course and, it's that. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, although the hotel here, if you didn't get the CPAC, um, like their, their group rates, they have rooms available. So as you got closer to the event, as you got closer to the weekend, instead of lowering the price of the rooms, they raised the price of the rooms. Really? So you now know that they I have empty rooms, which I don't understand. Now you're staying at, well, you know what they need? They need to put a bunch of illegal aliens in there, is what they need. They need to just fill that thing with illegal aliens. So, you know, I've stayed in that <laughs> the hotel. Gaylord at the National, yeah. the Gaylord at National Harbor. Could you even imagine? Uh, yes, I could, actually, because look at the Roosevelt in, uh, in New York City. Um, they need a zip line in there. That, that entry area, they, they need a zip line or a rock climbing wall because that hotel is amazing. It is amazing. They but, you know, need, you know what they need? A people mover from, the, from where the garage and parking lot area is because it is such a long slot. And I could listen, especially as women, and may I just say, as women, it's you guys have it easy. Men have it easy. You throw one suit in a bag, a dark suit. You put yes. two different color shirts, three ties, you're set. That in one pair of shoes, you're done. Oh, oh you poor I thing. Three suits, oh. pants, oh. camis, yeah. jackets, uh-huh. and then and then I have to have, like, I can put this jacket with those pants. So I have three suit bags walking in here. I've got a rolling bag. And then when you get back, bag. when you get home, you'll do, you'll do, you'll get a boss your husband around like my wife does, and you're the, you rule the roost here. So I don't want to hear any complaining at all. I don't want to hear. Why you're complaining? You know what I was thinking, Mary. Um, I wonder also if the crime in uh, Washington D.C. is keeping a lot of people away, and I mean I mean that absolutely no. seriously. Because because I lived in D.C. for a dozen years, I never worried about it. I would not drive my car downtown. I would not. I've got a Ford Bronco. I would not drive a, a Bronco downtown in D.C. right now. I wonder if yeah. that has something to do with it too. Well, dirty little secret: they're not in D.C. Well, I, I know You're the in Gaylord Harbor, Maryland. You're in Maryland. You're across the river. But you so fly you... into D.C. Oh yeah. Well, if you fly in, yes. So I never yeah. went into the district. I'm going to have to drive through it tomorrow um, to get to where I'm going next. I'm going to have to drive through the district. But um, you and I'm really not going to be in like the district area. I'm going to be you yeah. know along the river, you know, by the monuments and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, if you're dro- if you're flying into the district, yeah, I, and I think you know there's a lot of people. And, that, and you know we're talking about the cost to get back to the attendance. You fly in, that's not cheap. Then you have to get um, like an Uber or Lyft or something, right? Or you have to rent a car. That's a big, and then if you rent a car, parking is $40 a day here. Dear Lord. Wow. Wow. Right. Well, let's get, let's get to the meat and potatoes here because I'm seeing one thing that I see that I like about it is I'm seeing optimism. optimism. I'm seeing patriotism. Not a lot of vitriol. Certainly, there's a very, we're in a very serious state. But I, I, saw, I saw some like Bannon on stage yesterday and working the crowd and, and just positivity. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard delivered a stirring address. Uh, what's yeah. the vibe? What's the vibe with conservatives in, at, at CPAC? Well, you just nailed it. And it's not just conservatives at CPAC. It's conservatives, period. We are not miserable people. No. Liberals wake up every single day, and as before their feet hit the floor, they have something that they're outraged about today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, the world is a miserable place for them. And that's why they are joyless people. I'm sorry. I, my, one of my former co-hosts made a mug for me, and it says, liberals suck the fun out of everything, because I say that all the time. <laughs> well, and it's, it's true. so true. They are it's joy true. suckers. Yes, they, and, and they, they, they want to make you miserable. Everybody be happy. 
No, they, 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 their policies are always about making you miserable. We're going to take away your gas stove. We're going to, you know, we're going to make you, you're going to make you drive a sucky car. We're going to, we want you to live in a small house. We want you to use poison light bulbs. I can go on and on. They want to spread their misery. That's what they do. But, um, but you know, what I'm, I'm seeing optimism, and I think America should be optimistic right now, despite all of this, because we're, we're beating the snot out of them. I mean, they get these little stupid court victories with Donald Trump in New York, which will be overturned. It's a joke. Everybody recognizes it's ridiculous. Everybody knows that Joe Biden's brain is completely addled. He couldn't, you would not give the keys to your minivan with your kids strapped in car seats to take them, uh, you know, to daycare. You wouldn't give Joe Biden the keys to your car. And it's just obvious at this point. It's laughable, and that's why I think we can laugh at it. Well, Rob, I wouldn't hire him to be a greeter at Walmart, let alone drive. I know. I know. know. Right? Yeah. And that is true. However, I will tell you, there's a lot of people from all over the world here. CPAC is worldwide now. I have seen many Make Canada Great Again hats. Um, What was it? (laughs) Maple Maple MAGA they have. Nice. Nice. Well, Paulie of Europe. You have speakers. You have, you have ambassadors here from Australia, Hungary, South Korea, El Salvador, Brazil, Argentina, all these people who are coming here. But I will tell you, you talk about optimism, and that's great. But they have warned us. And I was, in a, I was at a reception that I was invited to Wednesday night, and it was from all over, people from all over the world. And um, I went because there was free food. And I work in radio, so we'll go anywhere for free food. So I was like, all right, yes. go. And that's hand to God, too. It's the only reason I went. Yeah. But it was really fascinating. It was so fascinating. See, there's people from all over the world. And they sat there like, yeah, America's all, you know, we're all optimistic and everything. And they said, but you don't see what's happening to your country as we see it from the outside. And what we see happening in your country, we saw happen in our countries. And, and what we're watching is the, they're, they're amazed at the fact that Americans aren't noticing it. Yeah. Well, I think they are, Mary. Mary, I think they are. I think, um, I think you know, when you look at polls that say between 67 and 77 percent of Americans think the country's going in the wrong direction, when you see polls that say 80 uh, percent of people or 85 percent of people think Joe Biden's brain uh, is not uh, well enough to, um, to, uh, to be the president of the United States, uh, I think it's cutting through. I think that uh, they, the, the media is still trying to cover it up like we don't get it. So while we do have um, the four of media still driving a false narrative, I do believe it's cutting through. Now, that doesn't mean we aren't going to go through a lot of crap before we ultimately uh, defeat this, um, but, I, but I do believe we can and will defeat it. Let me ask you this, because I know that uh, like uh, Javier Millet is going to be speaking on Saturday. Donald Trump is speaking. Is it before or after? Okay, so yes. And just one quick thing to your point that you were just saying. I just want to say one thing to that. People, people react when it's their wallets, and I think that's what you're seeing when it comes to Biden, but they applaud the persecution of Trump. So yeah, I think yeah, well, there's a that. disconnect. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I get that. So the same people that. who are unhappy with Biden are, are um, you know, cheering the persecution of Trump, so don't give them that much credit. That's I understand. My, that's just my two cents. Okay. I understand. So, yeah, so Trump is speaking... Uh, President Trump, a uh, former President Trump, is speaking around 1120. Now, mm-hmm. Javier Malay is at 230. Peter Navarro is at 330. So I want to see all of them, right? But you know Trump is going to go way over, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Over. There's no way. That, I mean, that man can talk for as long as he wants, and he knows that he will. 
Right, and I have somewhere to be. So I, I really, but I really want to see Javier Malay. I really want to see him. Um, Liz Truss has had the crowds for her and for Nigel Farage. People want to hear them. They had the president of um, El Salvador was here yesterday speaking. So you're getting so much. That's one thing that's really struck me about this CPAC is the people from all over the world coming here saying we have to unite to fight everything that you've been talking about, right? This yeah. is a national movement now. And that's what Liz Truss was saying is that this is, a, this is an international movement. This you, is not just American. This is not just Hungary. It, you know, it's not just um, Argentina. It, it's, it's, a nas- it's an international movement. And so that's what I said. Has really struck me here. I would love to see Peter Navarro, and with with his luck, there'll be an FBI raid, and they're going to take him off in shackles. But um, <laughs> and I kind of don't want to miss that. But I think, yeah. I think I'm going to miss it. Just one other quick thing, because I know we're up against the clock, and we got to go. But the other thing is um, the presence of a lot of religious people. So Wednesday night, I met a very lovely rabbi, but I tried to shake his hand, and apparently, you're not allowed to do that. So, oh. okay. so I didn't. Whatever. Um, and and um, there were, so you're seeing a lot of men wearing yarmulkes. There's a lot of uh, yeah, religious absolutely. Jewish people here. Yes. Lots of priests and nuns. And gotcha. Angel Films, Angel, Angel Studios. Yes. They screened their no, next movie that's coming out is called Cabrini, about Mother Cabrini, that is coming out in March on, inter, on Women's, International Women's Day. Excellent. We're releasing it, and they did a screening here last night. So. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of Peter Navarro yesterday. Steve uh, Bannon introduced him. Yesterday in Parliament, there was a big debate, and it's about anti-Semitism. It's about people going onto the streets of London and openly shouting, basically, death to Jews. And our police just stand aside and do nothing. Last night, there was a demonstration in Parliament Square. And there were about 5,000 Palestinian flags being flown. And they actually projected Steve onto Big Ben, from the river to the sea. No way, Palestine. And they weren't. And they weren't shut down. They projected it onto Parliament last. Now I had told you, and I told my audience, I should say that uh, this anti-Semitic movement was not. Uh, it was not organic. It was an astroturf move. It was created, and obviously it's been reflected. But uh, but uh, uh, he went on to say this is the result of an open border. So it was a very serious point there and uh, and 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 a lot of these movements we see worldwide the the move word move left is a coordinated move left by you know world economic forum etc but also trumpism is the freedom movement the argentina first movement was going to be the brazil uh, 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 first movement but that election was stolen sorry i can say that uh, but so there, there's a lot of international things happening. One of them is the open border. And then uh, on the positive side, Trumpism seems to be kind of the driving force, the inspiration to a lot of these countries that have seen like the, the new premier in Italy, uh, obviously again, Malay. Uh, so that's, that's the positive from it. So, yeah, so I believe that was Nigel Farage. Yes, it was. Who, yes. who was was speaking there? So one of the things that they talked about at the in, at the international forum with these ambassadors from all over the world and Tommy Tuberville and Matt Whitaker and you know Gordon Chang was there and there was a man who escaped I think from South Korea or China I don't know where and uh, he had an interpreter who was speaking for him. One of the things that they talked about was the spread of anti-Semitism and that was a big that was a big part of the conversation. 
Mark Levin's wife, Julie, will actually be speaking tomorrow. And she said, we have to stop calling it anti-Semitism. We need to call it Jew hatred. Absolutely, 100%. Let me ask you this, because I, I, I have not been to uh, CPAC yet. I would love to go to CPAC. Uh, your phone was kind of weird. You still there? Mary, you still there? Oh, crap, she dropped off. All right, well, let's try and get her back on if we can. If we can. Um, I wanted to ask her about, you know, uh, some of the people that she's rubbed elbows with. Because just tell me as soon as you get it back on, Brian, if you can. Clearly, we had a, uh, 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 whatever. You know, somebody, maybe maybe the FBI rushing to arrest Peter Navarro knocked the phone out of her hands. I'm not really sure. Is she, are you trying to get her? If not, that's cool. We can come, we can come back after a break. Why don't we do that? Let's, let's do that. Let's take a break. Come back to Mary Walter, all right, if we have some issues with that. I want to finish up with her because there's a couple questions I still want to ask. So, uh, Brian, if you would, let's go ahead and take a break. We're about a little bit early, but not so much. Uh, we will be back with Mary Walter live from CPAC. Coming up, this is The Rob Carson Show. Mary, Mary, why you bugging? Sex. Sex is happening here. Run DMC. That is Run DMC and Mary Mary. Another theme song for Mary Walter live from uh, CPAC. I had mentioned that maybe the FBI knocked your phone out of your hand while they were rushing to arrest Peter Navarro. <laughs> no, I did it purposely <laughs> so that I could get another segment. <laughs> So let me ask you this, because I, I haven't been to CPAC, but, you know, I, I've been a political follower, and I've got some people who I kind of hero worship a little bit. Victor Davis Hanson, I would probably be like a little girl at a, at a you know, Sean Cassidy concert in 1975 if I met Victor Davis Hanson. Uh, but is there anybody, is there anybody with Wow Factor out there? I mean, you, you've hobnobbed with them before and everything, but is there anybody there you're like, hey, this is pretty cool that I'm, I'm getting to hang out with them? Honestly, Javier Malay. I, I okay. still want to see him. I absolutely, yeah. he's the one I want to see. Like, I'm even like, okay, I'll see Trump, but i got to fight the crowds, and people are going to put it, and I'm going to watch him on a big screen. Yeah. So I, I watch him on my TV, you know, because cause I'm, not, I'm not fighting to get up close. It's just not who I am. So, um, so the last time I was here and Trump was here, where my room was situated, I could see the uh, parking lot. Had a lovely view of the parking lot, and um, but that's where they brought him in because his helicopter landed. I don't know where his helicopter landed. So, so yeah, well, his helicopter landed in the parking lot, the big parking lot. They moved all the cars. Wow. And so um, they have two helicopters, of course, because you don't know which one, right? So I'm just sitting there in the window, sitting in the window, and there were snipers on the garage, and I was right across from everything. And I'm like, oh, those snipers are probably having a great time watching the chick eat the yogurt, you know, with, with, which I had to eat it with, like, a fork because I had no spoon. So um, <laughs> just watching the whole thing go down. It was really cool like to watch yeah. them come in because they have an ambulance. To try. So, you know. That's what I did rather than fight the crowd to see Trump downstairs so I could watch him on a screen. But you know, so. you, you know, when I mentioned earlier, I said that Trump is, 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 is uh, you know, happening around the world. Look at Javier Mele. He's got that yeah. messy, crazy hair. He's got a supermodel girlfriend. Dear God, could it be any more Trump? I mean, honestly, he's like, he's like Argentina's Trump. Come on. Yes. So. <laughs> We had this conversation because when you're here, all you do is just talk politics because we're all a bunch of dorks. And so it's, it's like a huge nerd convention. Yes. And so we were ha talking about this last night. And we talk about other things, too, because we do have lives. But, um, we were saying <laughs> Boris Johnson, crazy hair, right? Yes. Javier Malay, crazy hair. Trump, crazy hair. What is yep. going what is What is it with that? Like, is it, I don't know if it's cause and effect. Which came first, the, app, the, the chicken or the egg? I have no idea. But it's weird. Uh, well, I, I think it's just basically they, they get out of bed and they go to work. That's kind of what I do. I, I put on a ball cap, though. No, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's maybe trademark. I remember years ago I spoke to Sam Donaldson, right? And I said to yeah. Sam Donaldson, I said, dude, 
I mean, literally, I said, the eyebrows. What, can you just trim the eyebrows? I mean, and he says, you know, they're my trademark. So yeah, I'm like, okay. Well, it's such a line of BS. He just didn't want to do it. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is. Oh, so what? Yeah, yeah, un- un- unruly eyebrows that makes everybody stare and weird and pay no attention to what you're saying or a trademark. Come on. I also asked him if uh, if Mr. Spock was his father. Uh, he didn't appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but what's on the what's on the plate today? By the way, Mary Mary Walter from uh, CPAC in uh, in in DC. So yeah, so it's, it's it's general. Today is really a day of a lot of what they're called general sessions that are. Um, you know, run by different people. There's there's some podcasters that are doing them. Um, you, Julie Kelly is one that I want. Oh to yeah. yeah, yeah. Julie Kelly. There's a lot of January 6th people T-shirts with you know um, January 6th defendant on them. You know, see people doing that. There are some January 6th defendants who are making the rounds. So uh, to me, she's one. Um, Carrie Lake is this afternoon. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Excellent. She is always so. I mean, just so powerful. She's one of those people like uh, Trump, uh, who when she walks in a room, she she just commands the room, right? Like, Listen, Mary, we, we've, got to, we've got to run. Where can people see your the sights and sounds, and where are you posting all this stuff? Oh, um, it just go to Mary Walter Radio on Twitter. Just follow me on Exxon, Mary Walter Radio. No S in there, Mary Walter Radio. All right, now make sure, you know, when you go into those rooms with the free food, you do have some little baggies, right? Do you have something in the hotel room you can take the little cocktail weenies, put them in a baggie, take them with you back to the room? You want to do that. You, I, you I am, I'm so radio. I have oatmeal. I have, and I, yes, of course. All right. All right, Mary. Hey, great to talk to you. Have a great time. And next year I'll be there and we'll be hanging out together. Okay. Thank you, my friend. All right. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Mary Walter live from uh, CPAC and dead. Mary Walter radio on Twitter. Mary is the best. That's why I exclusively try to have her when I'm not here because she's just the best. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson show. Have a great weekend, guys. Make sure to watch my show, Rob Carson's What in the World on Newsmax. I promise you, you will laugh out loud. God bless you. God bless America, Israel. And until uh, Monday, I should say. Yes, it's Monday. Uh, Don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.